Mark chapter 11, verses 20 through 23. Byron, you can back just a little organ down, just a half. Amen. Amen. Mark chapter 11, verses 20 through 23. Um, it is our custom here at Restored Life that we stand. But this, yeah, I tell you what, I tell you what, instead of standing, y'all sit down. Said, it's okay. I know it's normally our custom to stand at the reading of the word, but today uh, I, I want you to sit. Just sit. Just sit. Hallelujah. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray now that you touch now in the name of Jesus. Heal, set free, and deliver. Every sickness and every illness that's trying to overtake your people, I curse right now at the root. Touch the bodies now. Heal, 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 heal by your power in his place. God, you said that sickness will not dwell in your presence. So, God, I pray now that you make your presence to the point, God, that sickness has to flee. Pain has to flee. Discomfort has to flee. Things that I brought in, I don't have to take out because they are now crucified at your altar. In Jesus' name, thank you. Amen. Amen. I got to ask you a question, and I got to ask you a question. Um, I started this um, series um, a few weeks ago, and I picked this up on Tuesday night um, while I'm on it. Uh, you need to be here on Tuesday night. Amen. Some of you, since we've moved to this location, have not been to a live talk since we've been here. Shame on you. Because you're missing something that you need that's going to help you through your week. No, you don't need a counseling session from me. You don't need to sit down and me pray over you. What you need is to come and get the answer so when the question comes, you can answer it. Amen. So meet us here on Tuesday night, 6 o'clock for discipleship, 7 o'clock for life talk. You can get an understanding. You can ask me questions. We can, deep, we can dig into it and work with it, and we can teach you and tell you what the Word of God says and how to apply it to your everyday life. Amen. 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 But I got to ask you a question like that. I asked the few who were here on Tuesday night. Are you facing a major issue in your life right now? Do you have issues? Let me see the hands and make sure I'm in the right house. Maybe I'm supposed to be next door. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Are you dealing with some stuff, some challenges? Some, your, your challenge can be financial. Your, your challenge can be relational. Your challenge can be educational. Your challenge could be all types of things that we all face in life. And oftentimes, if you read the Bible or are a student of the Bible, um, sometimes they will use, the Bible will um, uh, um, um, use challenges and present them in the form of mountains. Mountains, mountains, mountains. Mountains not, are not necessarily a physical location. But a mountain in your life is something that is too big to climb, too wide to go around. Too thick to pass through. Too deep to go under. And, 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 and I know when we talk about mountains, you may picture Stone Mountain. You may picture Mount Everest. You might picture any other Mount Arafat, any other mountain that there is. But mountains you face every day. Every day. For some of you, the trip from home to work is a mountain. For some of you, just to get up in the morning is a mountain. For somebody who has been used to being mobile and agile and fast and quick and, and moving, and, but for, for some pains and ailments to slow you down, that can be a mountain. 
Some of y'all were used to being big, big ballers, shot callers. Some of y'all were used to have some money. You reach in your slide and you could pull out something. But them broke days are mountains. Yeah. I don't know about y'all, but it don't feel right when you get to something you want and you can't get it. You just got to look at it. Oh, uh, y'all, 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 y'all. Okay, I, I need to talk to somebody that's used to having something every now and then. I, I, I want to go eat what I want to eat when I want to eat it. I don't want McDonald's when I want a steak. And I don't want a cheap steak. I want a real steak. I want something I got to move by three or four times to cut through. Yeah, I don't want nothing that I could take a fork and just, because it's so thin. But I, I, sometimes when I can't get what I want, to me, that's a mountain. Now, look straight ahead at me. Don't look to your left. Don't look to your right. Just look at me. Maybe who you with is a mountain. Uh, maybe you're here because you having problems with your mountains and you need an answer for your mountain. You, you sleep with your mountain. You eat with your mountain. You walk with your mountain. When you get to family reunion, you get there, you don't see kin people. You see mountains. They may be a mountain because of what they said. They may be a mountain because of what they did. They didn't mean it when they said it. They didn't mean it when they did it. But they did say it, and they did. Me, uh, yeah. And to me, that's uh, uh, for me to forgive you and walk away and treat you like you didn't dog me out, like you didn't lie on me. To me, that's a mountain because I got to work my way through it. I got to go places and act like we cool, and we really ain't cool. That's a uh, mountain. Well, in Mark 11 uh, 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 it says here, uh, and you can follow me in your text now in the morning as they passed by, they saw a fig tree, that ain't a mountain dried from the root and Peter remembering he said to him, Rabbi look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away so Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God for surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, okay, we done went from trees to mountains. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast in the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that, that wh wh what? Whosoever, if you got King James, whosoever or that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. I'm preaching part two of what I started on Tuesday night. Um, this is the power in your palate. The power in your palate. Let me, let me see if I can catch you up on the story, and then we can move forward together. Jesus is standing afar off, and Jesus gets hungry, and he wants something to eat. And I would imagine that Jesus had, a, he had passed the hunger stage. He was hungry. When you're hungry, you, your head starts hurting. You get evil. You, you don't want to be bothered till you get you something to eat. And, and uh, when you're hungry, you can get a little snack, a little cracker or something, and that'll tide you over until you can really sit down. But when you're hungry, that's a different type of feeling. That's a different type of expression. That's, uh, Jesus was hungry. And he sees a beautiful, fully bloomed fig tree. 
off in the distance. And Jesus decides, all right, when we go past that, we got to go that way. When we go past there, I'm going to get me some figs off of that tree, and I'm going to eat. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jesus finally gets to the fig tree, and he gets there and realizes that the tree is bloomed. The tree is healthy. The tree is strong. But there are no figs. Jesus gets aggravated. He gets agitated because now the tree now represents an empty promise. The tree represents you, you look one way. Now when I get to you, you something else. Oh, yeah, empty promises, empty promises. Many of you have seen empty promises at the club. Oh, yeah, you sitting at the bar or you sitting over and you look and see something that's promising. Now look at y'all looking at me. I can't stand folk that come to church and act like they ain't done nothing, they ain't been nowhere. Yeah, yeah, you see promising things and, and, and you step to it because you're going to holler at her. Ten when them bright lights shine on her and be, you see what you're really working with. You quickly got to go home. Oh, uh, I just want to... Uh, Oh, that's all right. I thought you was somebody else. I, I thought I thought you was somebody from high school. I knew. I'm sorry. I didn't mean. I didn't mean. I didn't mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Women don't look at me crazy because you've been there too, and you see somebody that look fine, showing up fine out on the dance floor. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he mess around and start talking with the name on and grin, and all his grill gone. Tongue can't hide nowhere in there. Tongue just keep escaping all out through. All, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and now you look at me like, oh, that was an empty promise. Because I thought you was something else till I stepped up on you. Some of that tongue stuff going to hit you when you get home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you, you find empty promises. And this tree for Jesus was an empty promise. And Jesus gets mad at things that lie to him. Uh, this is going to make it quiet in the room. Jesus gets mad at people who lie to him. Empty promises. He, he sees the tree. He looks at it and says, you look like you're supposed to produce. But you haven't given me anything. You look like you're supposed to bless me. Wow. But you won't bless me. I don't want to park here because I don't have time. But, but, but isn't that what we do? We come to the house of God and Jesus looks for fruit of praise from us. For the scripture does say, let the praises of God be the fruit of our lips. And then we come and won't open our mouths. We won't say thank you. We won't say, I appreciate being here, God. We won't say, God, you've been good. We won't say nothing. And he looks at us like he looked at the tree and says, well, you healthy. You got all your leaves. Your roots enabled you to stand strong through your adversities. And all I want is a little fruit, and I can't get it. He gets angry, and, and, and so lies the tree. He cursed the tree. He says, all right, 
If you're not going to give me what I need, you ain't going to give it to nobody. No one would ever eat from you again. Then Jesus leaves the tree and goes to church. And he gets to the temple and he realizes that there are people from all over everywhere to worship God in the temple. Jewish custom states that if you're going to offer a sacrifice in the temple, you got to, it has to be unblemished, spotless. It has to be perfect in order to offer it up to God. Well, when Jesus gets into the temple, he realizes that there are people selling blemished merchandise at a higher cost. So they are actually cheating the people. And because if you from out of town and didn't bring your sacrifice with you, the only place you can buy it is outside the temple. So what happens is you have people cheating the people. And then you have people buying blemished sacrifices, offering up to God. Well, where did you get this blemished sacrifice? From the church? Where did you get this messed up offering to God? They sold it to me right here. And Jesus gets mad because once again he's, a, uh, he's dealing with empty promises. The people who were selling, the, merch, selling the, the, the animals promised that it was the best quality. Empty promise. They told the people, we're giving you the best price. Empty promise. They bring it to God and offer it up on the altar as an atonement to their sins. Blemished for blemished. Empty promise. And Jesus has had enough. Bible says he started turning over tables. Jesus said, all right, there's finna be some smoke up in this city. I'm finna turn it out. And she starts kicking over tables and he starts knocking over chairs. And he got, and the Bible says that he got his belt out. And started whipping tail all over the temple. And nobody had ever seen Jesus get upset and go off like that. Jesus just popped off. Right in the middle of church, they in the middle of the hymn, the organ playing, and Jesus pulled his belt out and starts whipping people in the temple because Jesus is tired of empty promises. He's tired of people who say they are Christians acting like he don't even exist. Jesus, oh, I don't know who I'm talking to, but, 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 but you better make good on your promises or Jesus about to put his belt out. I know that I'm supposed to stand here and tell you, give you the warm fuzzies and tell you that everything with Christ is all right, but God has two hands. He has a hand of blessing. He has a hand of correction, and he's ambidextrous. He can use either hand as well as the other. So let me get off that so I won't make you mad with me. Peter now, they, they, after Jesus turns the temple out, they start making their way back to where they came from. And as they get to the tree, Peter notices something. It hadn't been 24 hours. And the tree is totally withered up and dead. All of the leaves have fallen off. The bark has fallen off. The roots have crumbled. The tree 
looks like powder standing. And Peter is amazed at the decay of the tree. Uh, isn't it funny that God is so powerful that even his curses provide miracles? His curse is a miracle in itself. And Peter looks at it and and Jesus takes this account not to talk about the tree but to talk about your mouth and your mountain. Mm. I, 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 I gave you my, 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 my preview to the message by talking about empty promises. But could it be that the reason that you're standing in front of your issues and it seems like that you cannot get beyond your, your issues and your circumstances is because your mouth is moving but you ain't saying nothing? You're speaking to the mountain but you don't know what to say to it. So you're standing there and you don't know how to get through it. You don't know how you're going to make it through it. You don't know how you're going to grow from it. And, and that's because you're talking but saying nothing. I had the congregation on Tuesday night repeat this after me, and I'm going to make you do the same thing. I made y'all repeat it, what, three times? I'm going to do it with you. Uh, this is what I want you to say. Miracles happen when faith is coupled with our words. It's up there. Can you see it? Yeah. All right. Come on. Ready, set, read. That's the first time. Say it again. Go. Third and final time for the Holy Ghost. Go. Miracles will take place when faith couples have intercourse. Have an exchange with what we say. What we believe got to connect with what comes out of our mouth. Mm, I lost you. What we believe has to connect with what comes out of our mouth. Many of us have gotten the cart before the horse. We speak stuff and then we believe it after we say it. That's why you can say you broke and end up being broke. That's why you can say that this ain't going to work, and nine times out of ten, it ain't going to work. That's because we're talking, but we're not saying nothing. Verse 22, got to hurry. So Jesus answered and said to them, first thing he says, have faith in God. Peter says, Jesus, what's up with this tree? Jesus responds, have faith in God. It takes miracles now to move mountains. And if you, are, if you are unable to speak miracles out of your mouth, then your mountains won't go anywhere. Your faith in God's abilities and the utterance of God's intentions bring heaven into history. What do you mean by that? I mean that you, if you believe and what, if you know what God is saying about you and you speak that out of your mouth, then miracles, heaven, comes into your now. I don't know who I'm talking to, but maybe I'm talking to two or three people in the room, or maybe three or four people online, but if I'm talking to you, just, just raise your hand. Anybody in here need a miracle? Okay, I'm in the right room. I'm in the right room. Okay, I'll give you another scripture. Mark 11 and 24 says, that's right after we just got through reading, Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you 
pray. Believe that you have received them. And you will or shall have them. Uh, now, for, for anybody who's uh, into English, uh, uh, I'm an English guy. And even though it might not sound like it, but I am. Uh, I'm, in it on, I'm, I'm an English guy on paper. When I talk, it might be far from it. But I'm an English guy on paper. And what I've noticed is, Daddy, is, is that there are two different tenses in the same sentence. Believe that you have received is the present perfect tense. It's the present perfect, which means I have it in my hand right now. I have it in my hand. Then it says, and you will have. Will have is future tense. Wait a minute now. Jesus is talking into, in the perfect present and the future tense at the same time. God, what does this mean? He says this, full faith is praying that you already have it while believing that it's already done. Even though your hand is still already empty. Try that again. Let me try that again. Full faith means when I pray, I pray as if I already have it. Believe it's already done, even though my hand is already empty. Right? Let me see if I can make that make sense. When you pray, stop praying asking. Pray knowing and thanking. Mm. So that means now praise has to be the preamble to my prayer. Okay, let me see if I can give you an example. Uh, I can't pray, God, I, please give me some more money. I have to pray, God, thank you to make me able to use the blessing that you've already given me. Uh, which means I already got it. It just hadn't manifested yet. Oh, uh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. We must learn to change our conversation for what we hope for to what God has already intended. Uh, yeah, God has already intended. See, God don't see you as a failure. Why is it that when we were christening uh, 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 Jamari, I started saying things to Jamari that, that, that's before his time? Because I started talking to Jamari in the perfect present as God sees him in the perfect future. Uh, and just like I'm talking to Jamari, I'm talking to each and every one of you. I'm in the present. I, yeah, my issue is real. Yeah, my circumstance is real. Yes, my pocket is empty. Yes, me and Junebug don't get along. But even in that, I thank God that it's already fixed. I thank God that I'm already delivered. I thank God that the breakthrough has already happened. Now my job is to act like where I'm going. Uh, you don't wait till you get to the party to get sharp. You get sharp at the crib. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get pimped out and dirtied out in the mirror at your house. Oh, look how y'all looking. I wish I had some old school pimps in the house. I wish I had some players in here that wasn't ashamed to say, when you ready to throw down, you lay your clothes out on the bed. Then you step off from it and look down at it. Y'all don't know how pimp do it. You step back and look off at it and be like, oh, I'm going to kill him tonight. 
And you got to move that thing around a little bit just to make sure it hit right in the light. Oh, yeah, boy, it's on. I'm going to hurt them. Then when you put it on, you got to stand in the mirror and look at all sides and make sure. You got to throw that leg out. Make sure you're straight. Oh, ladies, don't look at me like that. You go through 15 mirrors before you ever get to the garage. And every one of them, you're going to stop. And then when you get in the car, that sun visor going to go down before you get into wherever just to make sure that the five minutes from the house to the crib, you ain't shining. Got to make sure the lipstick, the lip liner, the eyeliner, all that straight. And the man riding saying, didn't you just do that 15 minutes ago? You got to act like. Uh, I'm already sharp before I get to the party. Oh, look how y'all looking at me. I wish I had some real people in the room. Uh, I, I could take it even a step further. You knew they had drinks at the party. But you got to get a little hit or something before you get there. Because you don't want to go thirsty. You want to be mellow when you step in the room. So for the rest of the night, you can be sipped. You can sip your way because you can't be sloppy drunk as sharp as you are. Uh, I'm on your street now, huh? Yeah. I got to get a little edge off. I got to get myself together. I got to be smooth. I don't want to be stumbling over my words. I'm acting like I already am before I get there. And it's the same in your spiritual life. If you want to speak to your mountains, you got to act like you're already there. And when you do, your declaration is connected to his author. I did that Tuesday night, didn't I? Authorization. I did that Tuesday night. I got to go get my speech going. Yeah, my declaration is connected to his author. All right, y'all read it. Ready, set, read. That's what I said. So this connection, beloved, this connection causes my obstacles to be seen in a different tense. So my obstacles are no longer, are no longer in the perfect present tense. When I start believing what God is saying about me, now I'm standing in my perfect present, speaking in my perfect future. Ah, yeah. When my faith is connected to my words, this causes my obstacles to become obsolete. I see you there, but you can't stop me. Uh, uh, anybody ever been in the fight and got beat up the first time? Oh, look at y'all. Look how y'all looking at me. Somebody stomps you at least one time in your life. Oh, but that next fight. Because see, now I already know what you're throwing. I already know what you're doing now. So I, you won that first one, but this next one now, I'm coming with two tests of knowledge. I'm coming what I know with what I know about you. And I'm also coming with what I know about me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you limited because all you know is what you know. 
But when I know what I know and what you know, I'm going to come out victorious. And I came to tell you that when God's word proceeds out of our mouths, we tap into a power source that is beyond us. When you are able to speak to your mountain and you see the results of it, when you know what God said. See, you got to get to a point where when God speaks over you, you got to stand on it like it ain't no other, ain't no other, uh, 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 no other alternative. You got to say, that's what God said. And it don't matter what's going on around me. That's what he says. And if he says it, that settles it. Mama, the way that you've been able to make it through the circumstances in your life, even with your health and all of that, is because you stand on what God said. Don't matter what the doctors say. Don't matter what the people say. Don't matter what the nurses say. Don't matter what the bill collectors say. Don't matter what the credit agency says. Don't matter what the bank says. Don't matter what the relationship says. Don't matter what the lawyer says. Don't matter what the attorney says. If God says it, that's And you got to start talking out your mouth what you believe in your heart. Uh, look at your neighbor and say, quit being a punk about yours. You got to be able to say the real thing. You know God said, I ain't going to die in this. I might be feeling bad when I say it, but I'm going to keep saying it until I feel better. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like that in church. Sometimes you come to church and you don't feel like it. I don't want to raise my hand. I don't want to touch my neighbor. I don't want, I just came here to get the word. Because if I don't get this word, something's going to pop off. I'm going to choke hell out somebody. I'm going to fight somebody. So if I don't get this word, I'm going to be in jail by this afternoon. So I don't want to do none of that stuff that y'all do. I just want to come here and sit here. But if you start to listen to God, and he starts to rehearse in your spirit the blessing that he's bestowed on your life, all of a sudden the stuff you didn't want to do you gonna start doing can I tell you beloved and I'm about done the enemy's intention is to make you mute toward your mountains he wants you to stand there and just take whatever is dished out he wants you to stand there and look at your mountain and believe that nothing you say or nothing you can do will move it. But you got to first put God's word in your palate and decree and declare some things about your mountain. You're going to have to start saying with your mouth and believe in your heart and you'll see your mountain fade right in front of you. Now, beloved, I'm not going to preach my voice out. I'm going to let you talk yours out. Because I can give you these and you can write them down or you can listen. Or if you're a part of our mailing list, they will send you these notes um, before you leave this church. But this will not work unless you say it. So what I'm going to do is we're going to start decreeing and declaring some things. And over the next few weeks before you leave this building, we're going to decree and we're going to declare some things into your atmosphere, to your mountain. And you're going to have to do it. You ready?
It's up here. Let's go. Ready, set, read. Okay, but now you can't read it like no punks. You got to read it like the no is standing in front of you. And you got to change that no to a yes. Read it again. Go. All right, let's keep going. High decree. Y'all need to read that again? Yes. Go back, go back. Yes. Say it again. Come on, let's keep going. High decree. That means that every miracle that can ever happen to me will happen. And it won't happen in private. It'll happen in public. So that somebody else can see the God's hand over my life. And how he's blessing my life. Come on, let's keep going. Everything that God has promised to you is going to happen. Everything that God has said is going to happen. The Bible says that every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of lights. And he wants to bless his children. Look at somebody around you and say, God wants to bless me. Oh, y'all didn't turn to the right neighbor. Turn to somebody that's more interested in what you got to say. And tell your neighbor, God is about to bless me. Come on, let's keep on going. Let's keep on going. I decree. Stop right there. Stop right there. Stop there. Not, not once a month. Not every other year. Not when tax time come. Not when my number fail. There is supernatural provision. Give it. Oh, yeah, I wish I had some people. If you needed some provision, not just regular provision, but supernatural provision, I wish you would give God a praise right there, right now. All right. Come on. Let's keep reading. Let's start from the beginning. I decree and declare. Quick, I'm about ready. Come on. Uh-huh. And the fear of the Lord will be evident. What does that mean? That means that even when the enemy tries to attack me, they'll see God behind me. And when, and when they see God, they'll have to back off from me because the fear of God will be evident. Uh, I can't mess with Carla because the hand of God on her. I can't just do a uh, 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 Philip any kind of way because I see God all around them. I want to fight them, but I might need to leave them alone because they ain't walking by themselves. They come packing. I don't know who I came to talk to. I know you've been crying over how people been doing you, but if you can see yourself packing, you'll quit all that crying. You got goodness and mercy behind you. You got the angels beside you. You got God himself with his hand on you. Why are you worrying about who talking about you? Oh, y'all ain't with me today. I'm preaching better than y'all saying amen because I'm preaching myself happy. Come on, let's keep going. I declare and decree. Let 
that mean I ain't got to hurt nobody around me to get what God has for me. I don't have to take your blessing to get my own blessing. I don't have to belittle you to make myself higher because if both of us walking in the same plane and both of us walking high, why I got to put you down? Uh, come on. I decree and declare I don't have to be scared of nothing. Go back. Oh, who am I talking to in the room? Go back to the bank. I know what they told you. Go back. I know, I know, I know. Your credit report today is the same as it was yesterday. But go look at it again. Submit it again. Oh, y'all don't hear it. Y'all don't hear it. I need some people who, who, who ain't scared to push the button more than once. Okay, I, I give you an example. There are people who come to my house, and the people who come to my house, if they use the doorbell, they ring it one time, except for a marriage. When a marriage comes to my house, she rings the doorbell. Gets on my nerves. That's why I don't like her coming that often. But she ringing because she knows what she needs is in the house. And she want to make sure that everybody in the house know that she needs it. The mountain between what she needs and what is provided is stuck between a dough and a dough bell. So if I got to keep pushing it till either the dough fall off or somebody open it, I'm going to keep pushing it until I get from this side of the mountain till I get access. Oh, y'all don't hear me. I, I don't know if that wasn't a good enough explanation for you. But I got to tell you, you got to keep pushing till you kick that sucker in. You got to keep at it. If they tell you no, that's just a reason to ask somebody else. That's just a reason to go another way. That's just a reason to find another method. But no, it's not in your vocabulary. Because if God says yes, no's don't matter. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. I got to get you out of here. Uh, I declare and decree. All right. Y'all need to read that again. Ready, set, read. Just because my granddaddy was a drunk don't mean I got to drink. Just because my mama was a cusser don't mean I got to cuss everybody out. Just because this thing runs in my family don't mean it got to run over me. I can stop it right here. Uh, I don't know who I'm talking to, and maybe you don't want to say this out loud because you don't want nobody in your business, but I dare you right here under this anointing, under this power, to say it under your breath that what, what it stops with me. Now, whatever it is got to deal with you, but it stops with me. It's not going beyond me. My children ain't going to have to deal with what I dealt with. My children's children ain't going to come up with this because I came up with it. It stops with me. Somebody, I know four people just got delivered right then. I feel that by the Holy Ghost. So about four people got delivered when I said that right there. It stops with me. I decree and declare it in 
Oh, you got to say it to have power. Come on. I decree. I decree and I declare it in Jesus' name. Everything that God promised me is in my mouth. And what I have to do is I have to speak it out of my mouth to watch it manifest in my presence. And so as I leave you this afternoon on my way to the crib, I want to tell you that after you speak to the mountain, the mountain has to move. Yes, Jesus told his disciples that the mountains they spoke to would, be, would move and be cast into the sea. So now that I've had the word of God in me and it's coming out of my palate, let me show you how much power your palate has. Your palate has to be able to speak to your addictions and say, addictions, you got to move. Negative emotions, you've got to move. Fear and insecurity, you got to move. If y'all gonna make me ride, give me something to ride with. Yes, job intentions, you got to move. Marital stress, you got to move. Sickness in your life, you've got to move. Financial woes, you got to move. I in the spirit now. I'm starting to hear some splashing going on. I'm starting to hear water as if it's splashing around. What that water represents is your mountain being dumped off into the sea. Now it's time for you to get on and preach with me. I'm on my way out of here. Yes, Lord. But before I go, you got to get in your mind and put in your mouth whatever mountain you've been facing. And you're going to have to speak to that mountain and tell it to move out of your way. Yes, yes. Now, you've been listening to me talk. Now it's time for you to talk. Now, get it in your mind. Tell yourself whatever mountain you've been facing. Some of y'all got financial mountains. Some of y'all got relational mountains. Some of y'all got all kinds of mountains. Educational Yes, Lord, some of y'all don't like where you're living, but don't know how to move on. Some of y'all in bad relationships, but don't know how to move on. Some of y'all got bad habits, but don't know how to move on. Yes, it may work for a while, then you find yourself back in the same old world. Yes, that's a mountain in your life. Well, well, Lord, then you got to be able to speak to that mountain. Pam, you got me started. I figured if you're going to pull your dress leg, I can pull my pants leg. Yes, Lord, now speak to your mountain. Whatever it is, you can't be a punk about it. You're going to have to call it out, and then you're going to have to command it to move in Jesus name whatever it is go ahead call it out call 
of your mountain out. Tell it to move. Yes, sir. I need more money. Brokenness. Move out of my way. God told me that I'm the lender and not the borrower. I'm the head and not the tail. Move out of my way. God, I got children who are disobedient. They won't act right. They won't do right. I put it in them, but it act like they don't know you. But God, move stubbornness out of their way. Move contention out of their way. Cause the limits to take over their body. Move. I gave you an example of how to speak to your mountain. Now you do it. Speak to your mountain. Go ahead and start talking. Don't look at me. Start talking. Open your mouth. Get my relationship bad. Move that mountain. Fixy Jesus. Yes, sir. Whatever it is. Fixy Jesus. Whatever you're going through. Fixy Jesus. But I'm speaking to it. In the name of Jesus. The one who sits high and looks low. In the name of Jesus. The one that can speak to water and turn it into wine. In the name of Jesus. The one who can heal all hurts. Fix all diseases. Heal everybody. Jesus. Turn to your neighbor. It's neighbor talking time. And I'm out of here. Grab your neighbor. Grab him by the hand. Grab your neighbor by the hand. And say, neighbor. Neighbor. I spoke to my mountain. And I'm watching it move out of my way. Now, neighbor, I'm going to help you speak to your mountain. And we're going to watch it move together. Help your neighbor. Start praying for your neighbor. Pray that their mountains move. Pray that their deliverance. Pray that it comes. Pray that the door open. Pray that the way is made. Pray that the children come under subjection. Pray that they get saved. Yes. I pray that every one of my children, both physically and spiritually, be filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Encourage your neighbor. Speak to their mountain. Yeah. Good God Almighty. Yeah. My neighbor shall be delivered. My neighbor shall get more opportunities. That a house that you've been asking God for. I speak to your creditors. I speak to your paycheck. I speak to your borrowing institutions. And I command it in the name of Jesus to turn your house, turn it loose. Yes, sir. And by the Holy Ghost, I see you walking up the steps 
of your brand new home. I see your drum room. I see your bedroom. I see your place where all your watches are laid out, neat and in order. And I speak it in Jesus' name. Yeah, yeah. In the name of Jesus, I speak to finances that you can choose what gig you take and be able to turn down gigs. Yeah, because your money is all the way right. Yes, I speak that the thing that your daddy lay your hands on you for comes into fruition now in Jesus' name. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now you spoke it. You got to praise God like you're already there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm already there. I'm already delivered. I'm already free. I'm already in breakthrough. I'm already there. Start praising God because you're already there. Yes, sir. I already got it. Thank you, Jesus. I already raised made. Thank you, Jesus. I got money in my pocket. Thank you, Jesus. I got the decisions made. Thank you, Jesus. The relationships fixed. Thank you, Jesus. The door is open. Thank you, Jesus. The promotion is already gotten. Thank you, Jesus. New job on the horizon. Thank you, Jesus. New calm riding in. Thank you, Jesus. Moving out of the apartment into my own house. Thank you, Jesus. Moving out of mama's house into my own place. Thank you, Jesus. Good grades. Thank you, Jesus. Passing the finals. Thank you, Jesus. College bound. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now clap those hands. Open your mouth. Give God a praise like you'd have lost it. Praise him like he's moved it for you. Praise him until you feel the water coming from your mountain being cast in the sea. Praise him. Yes, sir. I don't hear no praises in the room. Praise him. Not already standing, stand up. Shut up. You you cannot have the word of God in your mouth if you don't have the Lord of Lord in your life. If you in this room with every head bowed and every eye closed, ain't nobody looking but me and whatever preacher's gonna be standing up here. You every head bowed and every eye closed, this ain't nobody's business but you and God. You cannot have God's word in your mouth if you don't have his son in your heart. 
You got to have him. You need Jesus. Ain't no way around it. Ain't no ifs, ands, or buts. Ain't no other alternative. You need Jesus. There are other alternatives, but there's not one but one answer. Jesus Christ is the way. You need Jesus. Ain't nobody trying to embarrass you. Ain't nobody calling you no bigger sinner than nobody else. Because everybody in this room from the pulpit to the dough, if a roach or a rat in here, they sinners too. Everybody in here is sinner. Ain't nobody can look down on nobody else. The difference is some of us are sinners who've been redeemed. Some of us are sinners who ain't been caught. Others are sinners that don't care. And you who I'm after. With your head bowed and your eye closed. If you know in your heart that if you were going to die right now, you didn't know you wouldn't know if you would make heaven. You need to pray this prayer with me. I know the enemy trying to tell you that if you pray what I'm telling you to pray, your life is going to change. And he's right. But he's also saying that you ain't going to have no fun. He's lying. He's going to also say that you, your friends going to have to change. Some of them may. But the reality was they weren't your friends in the beginning with. God wants to save your soul. Yeah, he wants to save your soul. So with your head bowed, repeat after me. Lord, I am a sinner. I admit it. I stand with it. But Lord, I recognize that there's a better way for me to live my life than I'm living right now. Father, save me. I need you to come into my life correct the wrongs change what's need, what needs to be changed Jesus I believe that you were born of a virgin you lived on this earth as a man you gave your life for me on a cross and died for me but father I also believe that you rose from the grave with all power and that you're coming back again to receive me unto yourself. Lord, I want to be the one that you come back to get. Save me. I yield myself to you. My desires are yours now. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer and you sincerely meant it, you're saved. It was just as simple as that. Now that you are saved, you need to be you need to be involved with a believing Bible church, somebody that's teaching the Word of God. You need pastors. You can't get it all at the house. You need it. So if you are here and you don't have a church home. And you are considering this place to be a place that you could be your home. I invite you to come now where they are singing. Make this part of your home. If you are also in the audience and you say, I'm a backslider, which means I'm, I was once closer to God than I am now. And I want to be rededicated back to God. This altar is also open for you. Two things. You're, if you're already saved, I just prayed that prayer. If you want to become a member, or you want to rededicate your life. These ministers are standing willing and waiting to pray for you. You got to come quickly. Come quickly. Don't let the enemy hold your feet. 
Walk. If somebody needs to walk with you, somebody needs to walk with you, they will walk with you if you're in this room. Come on, wherever you are, I decree that after today, I won't live the same way. I won't look at things the same way. I declare and decree it in Jesus' name. Come on, where are you? Wherever you are. Wherever you are. Wherever you are. All right, come on, clap your hands and give God praise as you take your seats in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Did that word help anybody? Anybody. You get anything from that. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We're going to be continuing on the power of the tongue. We've talked about how the tongue can destroy. We've talked about how we can destroy our own lives by speaking negative things about ourselves and over our children.